Well, good morning. So good to be with you. Boy, sometimes it's so hard to get out of the house. I was out in the foyer and I, I was talking to one of the brothers and I said, you know, I got up before 6.30 on a Sunday morning, which is unheard of. And I looked at the clock and I said, man, I got two hours before I, I'll leave the house at 8.30. I'm in great shape. I think I'll make myself some breakfast. And I made myself fried potatoes, sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs. I, you know, had some bread. Oh my gosh. It was, it was good. Until I looked at the clock. But, uh, hey, thank God we're here. Don't you love Sunday morning service? I love Sunday morning service. You know, it used to be that I used to wake up on Sunday morning with a hangover. And a whole lot of regret from what I did the night before. But then Jesus came into my life. And now I get to go to Sunday morning service. You know, I make it a habit. I don't know if it's a habit or just something that I have in my heart. But uh, when I walk, usually when I'm walking towards the door of the church, I usually uh, recite that scripture that says, uh, It is good to be in the house of the Lord. What an opportunity to be called by God and to be sitting in his house, gathered at his feet, ready to be ministered by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Isn't he good? Isn't it good that we can call him Father God because that's who he is? You know, Justin, I appreciate your message last week. Boy, that was a message. And you know, you set, the, the, uh, you set a good tone. And I'm going to follow up on what you said a little bit last week because I was so blessed. You talked about the Father. Today I'm going to give a message on the Son. And uh, when I come back in a few weeks, I'm going to preach a message that I'm so excited about. Um, I preached a message on the fire of the Holy Ghost during a revival service. It was the last service of the revival uh, service. It was a night service. And... Uh, I had that message burning in me, and man, I was just excited to get to the pulpit. I got to the pulpit, and ten minutes into the message, the Holy Spirit went to the uh, crowd like a wave. And there was a guy sitting in the back of the church, and it literally knocked him over. And the preaching was over. Ten minutes, the preaching was over. And I kept trying to go, you know, because man, I, I wanted to preach, I wanted to preach. And finally I realized, hey, God's done with the preaching. Let the Spirit do what He wants to do. So my prayer today is that I get out of the way and that the Lord minister not only to you, but to me as well, because the message is for the messenger also. Um, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think I'm kind of growing up a little bit, because I got my message uh, Friday night. And I usually don't get my message till I'm on my way to the church, as I told you before, which makes a lot of people nervous. Uh, but that's the way God uses me. And it feels good to be back on the pulpit because the last time I was on the pulpit, I think it was three or four weeks ago, uh, I, Pastor Aaron, you know, he's a, such a true pastor. He text messaged me Sunday afternoon that day and uh, told me he heard good things. And I said, you know, I think that's probably the worst presentation I've ever done. You know, uh, I'm used, I'm a teacher, you know, I teach, and so I'm used to using PowerPoint when I'm teaching. But I'm a preacher when I'm preaching, and I can't get this PowerPoint thing uh, just because I try to flow with the Spirit. 
you know, try to be spontaneous, and I find that PowerPoints just kind of foul me up. So I'm growing up. I'm getting my message a little bit earlier. And secondly, I'm wise enough to know I'm not using no PowerPoint today, <laughs> except for a couple of scripture verses. Hey, stand with me, would you please? And I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to see Jesus standing in front of you. Envision him standing in front of you. I want you to see the glow on his face. There's a glow about his face. As he looks at you, he's looking at you. He's looking at you. His daughter, his son. He's looking at you. And if you look closely enough, you see the love and compassion that he has in his eyes as he looks at you. There's no one else in the room but you and Jesus. And I want you to look deep into his eyes. And you see they're full of mercy and a love that goes beyond Words and understanding. Those are eyes of compassion and mercy and pure love. Pure love. Pure love. And I want you to look at his lips and his facial features and you see that he's smiling at you. He's got a gentle, warm smile as he looks at you. When it's just you and him in the room, there's nobody else there but you and him. And he's smiling warmly at you. I want you to see him as he opens up his arms towards you. And he's smiling with his eyes full of compassion and mercy. He opens up his arms towards you. And it's just you and him in the room. There's no one else. And he says, come, my child. Come and let me embrace you today. Come, my child. Let me hold you. Let me hold you close. Come, daughter. Come, son. I'm here. I've always been here and I always will be here. Come, rest in my arms today. I love you with a perfect, pure love. I embrace you today as a child, my child. I gave my all for you so that you can rest in me today. Let me hold you. Let me hold you close. And as Jesus holds you close, you can feel his breath upon your face. The breath of heaven. As he holds you close, you can smell the fragrance of Jesus as he holds you close. You can feel the warmth of his body and his hands embracing you in his arms of mercy and grace and love. And you are experiencing a perfect, pure love. And he holds you close. And you just feel that love radiate. 
Enjoy that moment, please. Live in me, abide in me. 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 I am with you. You are mine. You are my child. No one can pluck you out of my hand. I will carry you through this life into eternity to be with me and my Father's house forever and ever. It's you and Jesus. Now in your words, I want you to speak to him audibly in this house this morning. I want you to speak to Jesus. He's holding you. He's embracing you this morning. He's speaking into you. What would you say to him at this moment? I want you to speak it out right now. Oh, Jesus, I love you. I thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your perfect love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you carry me through those difficult days, days of heartache and pain and suffering. Thank you that you're there for the joy, joyful moments when we celebrate life and all the goodness of life and the goodness of God. Thank you that you're there. You're my healer. You're my provider. Thank you for your mercy, your kindness, your forgiveness, your love. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And here's Jesus' response to us today. I love you, my child, with an everlasting love. I gave all that I have for you today so that you could abide and live in me. Walk in joy and peace and in the power of the Holy Ghost. For I am with you all your days. Forever and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Did Jesus speak something into you this morning? Did he say something to you that you can stand and share? Go ahead. Thank you for sharing that. Anyone else? 
All right. I hadn't planned on that, but I like flowing with the Spirit and not with the PowerPoint. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I got a couple of scriptures for you today. The title of my message is, His Name is Jesus. And I'm so excited to share what God has shared with me, with you this morning. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. And I think it's going to be up there, is it? Oh, it's a second. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm glad my wife's not here right now. I have to tell you that uh, I fell in love with my wife watching her worship God, the Daughters of the Promise. But don't go tell her because then it goes straight to her head. All right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this scripture. Excuse me. All right. His name is Jesus. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to his attendants and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Matthew 16. Oh man, I'm glad it's working. See, I brought my preaching Bible instead of my PowerPoint. All right. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? What about you, New Day? What about you, people gathered here today? He asked, Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, bless your messenger today and bless your people. May our hearts be open to the moving of your spirit for your glory in Jesus' name. So who do you say he is, church? Who is he? 
We know from Scripture that he got up and he read uh, the uh, Old Testament verse from Isaiah, and he was talking about himself to release the oppressed. Right? I mean, that's some pretty that's a pretty powerful description of who Jesus is and what he does in our lives. But who do we say he is on a daily basis in our daily living where we live? Who do we say he is? Is he just a good guy? Was he just a a messenger? Was he just another prophet? Was he, uh, you know, a righteous person? Who do we say he is and how do we say it by how we live Or with just our lips. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked that question. And I would challenge us today, and I challenge myself by saying, that's a question that I need to be able to address every day of my life because it brings everything into focus. It puts everything into focus. I like to take my reading glasses into my psychotherapy uh, sessions with my clients. And I get people that come to my office and their lives are broken and they're, you know, they're having multiple issues in their lives. And, uh, and I'll tell them, you're not getting a true picture of your life. Your picture, your, your perception is distorted. You know, have you ever heard statements like, I can never do anything right. I can't do, oh, you should have heard me when I left church that Sunday. Oh, I don't know if I want to get back on the pulpit. You know, I don't know if I want to go back and face those people. I was feeling bad. I think the content was good, but the but the the presentation well was kind of wacky. Can you say wacky in church? All right. But we take we take we take our our glasses off and we get a faulty perception. And let me speak to you as children of God. Our perception should be crystal clear who we are. We should know who we are. So when we get up in the morning, we need to say this. We need to hear Jesus say, who do you say that I am? And then we should be able to respond and say who he is. And I'll tell you what, if we do that, we put our glasses on and all of a sudden we can see clear. And we get a true perception and it will have an incredible impact on the rest of our day. When we remind ourselves of who he is, because in the process of reminding ourselves of who he is, we are also reminding ourselves of who we are in him. A few moments ago, when Jesus was speaking to us, he said, abide in me, live in me, abide in me, live in me. And they really impressed that upon my heart, because that's the place that we should live on a daily basis. You know, if we ever got a glimpse of who we really are in Christ, We would live incredible lives. We really would live incredible lives. So I tell my clients in in my sessions, now put your glasses on and I'll, you know, if they're not wearing glasses, then I'll I'll give them mine and I'll say, put these on and I'll say, how does it look? And they'll say, oh, I can't see, it's distorted, you know, it's it's fuzzy. I said, that's the way you're looking at your life. Now take my glasses off. Oh, I can see clear, everything looks more vibrant. You know, I, I got good focus. That's the way we should live. We all need to get that. But who do you say he is? Tell me. Shout it out. Who is he? Who do you say that I am? Say, come on, tell me. What else? What else? Yes. 
That's who he is. I'm so glad I know him. How about you? So how do we define who he who he uh, how do we define who he was, is, and is to come? How do we define that? How do you define someone who was, is, and is to come? Through him, all things were made. Do you realize that we were made in his image? Do you realize that the very breath in our bodies is breath, the breath of God? The breath of God is in our bodies. You know, put your hand in front of you and go, you feel that? That's the breath of God. Because he breathed into Adam the breath of life, right? God breathed his breath into Adam. That is the breath of God in our bodies. I love that worship song uh, where he talks about the breath of God in, in us. He made us male and female. I'm so glad I'm a guy. It takes me, you know, I can get up at 7.30 and be at the office at 8. You know? I'm so glad I'm a guy for lots of reasons, and if you want to know more, I'll meet you out in the foyer and tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell him that story. He is all in all. He is all God and all man. Think about that for just a moment. He's 100% God and 100% man. His name is Jesus. You know, the scripture teaches us that uh, the Lord spoke to uh, and said, You shall call him Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. So he's, he is Savior to us. He not only saves us from sin, but he saves us from ourselves. Think about that for just a moment. And I need to be saved from myself on a regular basis. Okay, because I live with me. I live with me. And he also saves us from the, from the world. You know, the things in the world that are out to destroy us and make us less than who we are. He saves us from a religious spirit. Think about that for a moment. Have you ever been a religious person? Do you know what I'm talking about? He is the virgin birth born child of Mary. He's God's child and he's Mary's son. He is the mediator between God and man. So he goes before God on my behalf and on your behalf. Christ is all in all. Think about that for just a moment. He is everything. He is in everything. He is all in all. And we know him as Savior. We know him as Lord, as healer, redeemer. If you're lost today, if you're here today and you're lost, he is a Savior. If you're here today and you're hungry, He is the bread of life. If you're thirsty, He is the water of life. And you will never thirst again. If you're here today and you're lonely, He is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. An ever-present help in the day of trouble. If you are today sad and depressed and at the bottom of life, He is joy unspeakable and full of glory. If you're confused and stressed, Don't call me. 
Call on Christ. He is a peace that goes beyond all understanding. See, His name is Jesus. If you're here today and your heart is broken, He is the healer and mender of broken hearts. Hallelujah. If you're here today and people don't understand you and you feel like you're misunderstood in life and nobody gets you, He is your Creator. He knows every cell in your body. He knows every hair on your head. He knows you by name and He understands you. If you feel like you've lost your way, He is a way maker. If you've been betrayed and let down by people around you, if you've been betrayed and, 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 and people have failed you and put you down and said things into your life, spoke things into your life that were uh, harmful and destructive, He understands. But He speaks a better word. He speaks life and joy and peace from heaven. If you are here today and you are the prodigal, And you are living far from Christ today. Let me tell you that He is the Father who welcomes home the prodigal son with arms open wide. Ready to embrace. Ready to celebrate. Ready to have a party with you. Kill the fatted calf. I'd rather, I think I'd rather have pork chops and fried potatoes. He welcomes you with His arms wide open. But Father, I blew it. I messed up. I wandered off into chasing after my own way and my own will and my own sin. Come home. Come home. Come home. He embraces us. Just like the little exercise we just did a little bit ago. We're not perfect, are we? But He is. And He lives in us. And we rest in His perfection. If you are facing crisis and troubles in your life, if you feel like you're being pressured and stressed from every direction, can I bring you good news this morning and say, He is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. He walks with you in the fiery furnace. Look, we threw three guys in there. But there's a fourth And He has a face as of God. God is with us in those times when we feel like we're in the fiery furnace. If you're facing death, if you're getting ready to make your departure, He is with you in the valley of the shadow of death. He walks with you. He talks with you and He calls you His own. If you are suffering from sickness in your body, or suffering from emotional pain, I've got good news for you. He is the great physician. He is the great counselor. When people come into my office and they're looking for answers, the only thing I can offer them is what Christ gives me to offer them. See, you see, there's only one a true answer. I love my profession, but I've got to tell you something. Psychology without... Christ is like putting a broke, uh, putting a band-aid on a broken artery and people are bleeding to death every day. If you need rest in your life, 
He says, rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91, I love it. My, and, and from the New, uh, uh, New Testament, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest in Him. If you're here today and you feel like you need a friend and companionship, you're lonely. His presence is here for us 24-7. Hallelujah. If you need a lawyer today, he is your most faithful advocate at heaven's throne. If you're living in sin today, his grace is sufficient. And that is a powerful truth. It doesn't matter how great our sin God's grace is sufficient. For you see, His name is Jesus. He is a husband to the widow. He is the lover of our souls. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we lack no good thing in Him. He is the bright and morning star. He is our peace that goes beyond understanding. He is our life our joy, and the very breath in our body. He is our crucified, risen, and soon coming King. He is the great I Am. For you see, His name is Jesus, and He is everything to us. He is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus baptized you Himself. He did not send an angel to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. He was present. I remember being asleep one night and uh, I was dreaming of uh, a wailing. It was the wailing wall in Jerusalem. And I didn't know what it was at the time because I was new, new in the faith. But I later realized it was the wailing wall in Jerusalem. And uh, this voice kept asking, when is the kingdom of God? Where is the kingdom of God? And it was, it just kept repeating that. And I was trying to look inside the cracks of the wailing wall And all of a sudden, God spoke. He said, the kingdom of God is now. And when he said now, I was literally lifted up in a rapture like this in a whirlwind. And as I was ascending, I began speaking in tongues in my sleep. And I woke up speaking in tongues. Jesus baptized me in the Holy Spirit while I was sleeping. Probably the only time he could really get my attention. (laughs) For you see, his name is Jesus. He's our healer. He's our defender. He is our protector. He is our intercessor at heaven's throne. He is our deliverer. I'm drug free. I haven't used drugs or drank since I was 21. Oh, I thought about drinking for a little bit. But he set me free. He is our provider. He is our provision. His name is Jesus. He's our teacher. Our guide, comforter, and friend. For you see, His name is Jesus. He is our life. He is our joy. He is our peace. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. His name is Jesus. Whatever we need today, He supplies. Whatever the obstacle in our lives, we have power to overcome through Him. Whatever the battle that we may face in our lives, we are more than conquerors through Him. Let me ask you, how could you be more than a conqueror through him? What is more than a conqueror through him? Think about that for just a moment. You're not just a conqueror, but you're more than conqueror. Whatever you need, he provides. His name is Jesus. He was and forever will be 
our Savior, Lord, and King. We gather here on Sunday mornings for worship, and we lift up our hands, and we sing praise to His name. But as the song said a few moments ago, we will be, His praise will forever be on our lips. See, as a born-again believer, we are born again, we are born twice, and we die once. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Yes, we are forever His. His name is Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate for, fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. I got it. He is Jesus. He is everything to us. And I proclaim Him today to you today. In the power of the Holy Ghost, my prayer for you today is that you be revived and refreshed. Today is Palm Sunday, the day that Jesus triumphantly entered into Jerusalem to die for our sins. And they were gathered with their palm branches and they were singing, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He has a name. His name is Jesus. And we love him and praise him. For you see, he is mine and I am his. His name is Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for moments of refreshment, dear God. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you for who we are in you. Lord, I pray, dear God, that on this very special day, Lord, that you will remind us that you will remind us, dear God, of who we are and who you are. Your name is Jesus. Name above every name. At your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. Your sacrificial death on the cross, dear Lord, to save us from our sins, we will forever be grateful your glorious resurrection into the heavens. We will forever be grateful, especially at that moment, Lord, where you lift us out of this place and, and ascend us into that holy place where we will be with you forever and forever and forever. You are a good God. We worship you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving. You are who you say you are. We are who you say we are. Oh, Father, we love your presence, dear Father. Lord, we pray, dear God, for the power outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the city of Pueblo. Dear Father, we pray that others would receive what we have received, that they would enjoy the freedom and the blessing of God. Lord, these young teenagers, dear God, these young children, Father, these people, that the elderly, Lord, that are getting ready to make their way home. We pray for an outpouring of your spirit upon the city of Pueblo, dear God. Lord, we pray for those teenagers. Lord, it's so good to enjoy your presence. And it's so good to rejoice in you. But, Father, there's so many people that need you desperately. So, Father, we pray, dear Father, for divine intervention into this city. And we thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. You call us by name, Lord. You know our names. You know the beginning from the end. 
You will never leave us nor forsake us. We are more than conquerors through Christ. And we give you praise and thanksgiving today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's Palm Sunday. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. His presence is wonderful. Amen. Thank you for for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak this morning. Amen.